Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian, now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Tony Castillo, a registered dietitian who has a private practice called Nutrition for Performance with fellow dietitian Nate Diaz. Tony has a sincere passion for hydration, the value of time, and coaching high-performance individuals. Please enjoy my conversation with Tony. Thrilled to chat with you. First and foremost, I got to meet you at Fancy this year, which was exciting, but we didn't get to spend enough time together. So this is a great opportunity to get to know you better. So I'm excited. Woo! I'm excited to be here, Anne. <laughs> As I told you, I'm bringing the energy. No time for sleeping. <laughs> you are. Do you ever sleep? I was wondering, like, does this guy get like 10 hours of sleep a day or like six? I don't know what you function on. <laughs> it really depends on the day, but I try to get as much as I can. <laughs> Good, because you need it, sir. <laughs> yeah. All the energy that I have, it's, it's because I sleep so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know, you know, that you're a dietitian, you have you work with a partner in your own business and you do lots of fantastic things. But I want to get started with kind of your journey into the field of dietetics. Kind of share with me how it became something that you're interested in and how it became your passion. Absolutely. And one thing is I was listening to your podcast and I want to reflect on what you're reflecting on December, which is what makes us happy and spending time with people is what makes us happy and not the money. So I really want to thank you for yeah. saying that message because that message not only resonated with me, but I'm sure everyone that listens, but also that's what got me into this journey. So when I was much younger, I went to, I got my bachelor's in chemistry and biology, super boring. Ooh. I know. <laughs> um, then I went to go visit a friend of mine in DC and I told him, you know, I want to go to medical school. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I want to help people. And he's like, you know, you can help people in different ways. And I never realized that till, you know, someone called me out on it. And I was like, oh, I guess there are different ways to help people. And then I reflected on my own life and what got me into nutrition. So when I was even younger than in high school, I was overweight. Um, I was made fun of because of my weight. I played sports in high school and I was in the band. So I was made fun of because I was in the band, made fun of because I was overweight. And <laughs> freshman year, I played football, but I was one of the linemen. So the really big guys, for those that don't watch football, and I knew something how to change. So just like any high school kid, I turned to my friends and people I saw that were, yeah, right, the, the right people to look to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Regretful this? decisions, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I was embracing social pressure, right? Peer pressure instead of actually embracing the hell yeah at that moment. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, stages. You gotta you gotta ease into it. <laughs> um, so I found someone, he he went to the gym, he wrote me a meal plan and lost the weight. Awesome, great. Then I went to college completely lost that meal plan. And I'm happy I did because after I got my degree in biology and chemistry, I took, I took a year off and then I did an open house with my wife. She was getting a master's in public health and I saw there was nutrition. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know this was a degree to be a hundred percent honest. I was like, Oh, let's see what this is about. 
As you know, Brett had most of the prerequisites because biology and chemistry is huge in nutrition. And I was like, oh, this should be cake. I'll just take one class and, and see if I like it before diving into this master's program. I took it and I absolutely loved it. It opened my eyes to seeing that nutrition is so much more than, than what I thought. I thought it was just weight loss. That's all I had in my head because growing up, my mom was a yo-yo dieter. Um, my family coming from a Hispanic family, my grandma would always tell me, oh, you need to lose weight. You're not. And then when I'd go eat at the table, oh, you're not eating enough, eat more. So having so many mixed signals growing up. <laughs> so I took, the, I took the class and I loved it. Then I got my master's and then I was like, all right, where do I want to go with this? Because nutrition, as you know, has so many different components. You've interviewed so many people. You know that there's so many different components. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I really like sports. I've really always liked the fitness side. So I went to the University of Florida and I interned there. And I saw how athletes saw food as fuel. They, they weren't worried about how they looked aesthetically. They were worried about how they performed. And they wanted to know, what do I need to eat to perform better? As opposed to what do I need to, to eat to look like a Calvin Klein model? Because that's not what's important to them, right? They want to win a gold, mm -hmm. gold medal. And right. that really helped me change my mind shift on how I eat and how I practice in nutrition. Because it showed that I want to help people feel to perform. I want people to be performing at their best. And just knowing that food has that effect on people, like having low energy or having high energy, right? So maybe it's not only what I sleep and, but also what I eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that keeps me going. <laughs> uh, at least that's what I'll say for now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. I like then it. <laughs> I decided my, my director at the time was like, I, I was super worried when I ended my intern there um, because it was a non-paid internship. It, I had already gotten my RD. Um, it was a huge jump because I wasn't making any money and I was with my, my fiance at the time. And I was like, man, how am I going to do all this? if I'm not making any money. And in sports, you work from the crack of dawn to late at night because games typically aren't played until nighttime and people don't practice till the early morning because then they had school all day. So I couldn't pick up a second job. So my director's like, all right, I'm going to go work with a professional baseball team. Would you like to come? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, as I told you, I'm Hispanic. So a lot of Hispanic kids um, play baseball and I was able to go visit family in the Dominican Republic growing up, but it also led me to see their nutrition. So applying that to a lot of the Dominican baseball players was honestly my passion and just translating and having them see how food affected them and how it affected their performance really rounded out what I wanted to do in, in my business and in, in my life. Honestly, like that was my passion because Working with these baseball players, some of these kids were taking out of school in the third grade. And like, I would ask them in their own language and to write third grade. Yeah. Third grade. Wow. They're taken out. So to, to play baseball because that's what they're taught them and their other five to six siblings, which may be brothers, maybe sisters and whatever their brothers, if they're brothers, they're all playing baseball 24 seven, because that's the only way they see to get out huh. of where they're at. Wow. So they don't get a formal education. They just get told to hit a baseball or catch a baseball or throw a baseball. And I was able to go down there. And when I asked them, hey, write rice and beans in your language, all this in Spanish, they didn't even know how to write that. And so it broke my heart. But I was able to translate what food was to them, how it could affect their performance, how it could help fuel them. And when I would come down, I'd go down once a month. Some of them would actually ask me like, hey, 
you said this is what would help, but we don't have it here. How am I supposed to do that? So then I would implement it because number one, they were listening. And then when I'd go back on the things that we implemented, let's say it was as simple as hydration, right? Hydrate or dihydrate. Your Um, your mantra. (laughs) (laughs) They were able to see it affect them positively. And then they were appreciative of it. And that to me was what really drove me because I wanted to help people. And I never knew going back to that conversation I had with my friend, how I wanted to do it, but seeing how nutrition can help people find their fuel for whatever they're doing, whatever mm-hmm. their, their business is, that really helped me find my passion. That's amazing that you had such a fantastic, I mean, opportunity to do, I mean, that's a very rare kind of opportunity that dietitians oh, yes. might get. So, and then that personal investment you have, because it's people of your culture and it's people that you, you generally care about too. Yeah. So sorry for that long-winded answer. No, I love it. No, it's good that, because that says a story about what you do now, you know, what you experienced in the beginning of your career, even your personal connection, like you being in high school, being in the band, being made fun of, like that, that mm-hmm. touches on your personal notes of how you apply your profession, how you apply what you do in your profession now. So I like that you shared all that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So um, after kind of your experiences working with athletes, is that kind of what you wanted to do future wise was always work with athletes or have you found different ways to kind of incorporate nutrition in your life with other types of people? So just going back to the podcast released in December, it really spoke to me because when I was ending my career at baseball, um, I was, I was going to work in a different position. And when the time came around, they're like, actually, we want you to kind of sit back this year and continue learning as opposed to continue um, moving up in, in the ranks. And I was talking to a mental performance coach that I was working, working with at the baseball team. And he said, how much money are you willing to give or how much money are you willing to take to give up time with your family? Mm. Because how many people in sports, especially athletes that make millions of dollars, but they never get to see their family. And just like what you said on your post, like money's not what's going to make you happy. You can spend a thousand dollars on your kids or 50 bucks on your kid. But the, the, the main thing is how much time are you spending with them? Just like your story, like spending time with your dad or your sister, like you do anything to spend the holidays with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened when I ended. And I said in baseball, I was like, look, I'm, I'm not going to do this because I don't care how much money you pay me. I'm not going to get more time with my family. So that's what made me venture out to do my own private practice because I wanted to control my time and spend my time because in baseball, the season from February to April 1st, there are no days off, no weekends. I was up at 6 a.m., done at 10 p.m., right? Then from April until September, October, you only get two days off a month, and it's not days you choose. It could be a Wednesday of the first week and then a Monday of the third week of that month. And my wife works a 9 to 5, so I wouldn't be able to see her because games are at night. So I'd be sleeping in the morning to work from like about noon till midnight on, on those days after the season started. And then off season rolled around, which is November, December, January, but there's camps going on. So I'd still be working five to six days a week. So wow, what made me move into where I am now is time. Just like you said, and like I knew that I got my experience and I wanted to continue to work with high performing people, 
And that's what I do. I work with athletes. I work with entrepreneurs. I work with investment bankers. I work with lawyers, people that don't have time to count calories because they have other things to worry about. They rather count memories and count calories. And they know that there's ways to figure that out by the foods that they eat. And that's what I educate them on because I want them to fuel at their best. And I just give them education and they graduate my program and then off they go. But that's really what led me to where I am today is knowing the value of, of our time on earth is very limited. So I want to spend it with people that I love. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Like you're speaking my love language, Tony. I love it. <laughs> but it's so true. Like when you think about time being your biggest currency, I mean, no dollar amount at the end of the day is going to make you, it's going to make your life fulfilling. So when you, when you decided that I'm going to start my own business, like tell me that process for you, because there's a lot that goes into that, right? Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is crazy and insane. So how did that look like? Cause you also, do you have a partner in your business or is that a separate entity that the nutrition for performance is that separate or do you have two things? What are you doing with your, with your business? That's a great question. So uh, Nate and I, Nate Diaz, another dietitian, we went to school together at Florida International. We did our master's together. Then we actually both interned at the University of Florida. Now he went to Boston because his wife's in dental school, but we still kept our business going. Um, it was always just mm-hmm. doing here and there, trying to figure out what we wanted to do. But once I, I left baseball, I knew that I had to go 100%. I hired a business coach. Well, I, he's been on your podcast, Tony Stefan. One of the best investments I ever made because just like when people invest in me as a dietitian, they're cutting their learning curve. They're getting the results they want quicker. It's the same thing I did with Tony Stefan. And the first call I told him, he's like, Hey, are you comfortable with doing Instagram? I was like, dude, you could tell me to walk outside with the sign to say, hire me as a dietitian. I'll do it. (laughs) I don't care what you need me to do. I'll do it because (laughs) I'm going to make it happen. So for me, there was no other, no other way to do it. Because I wanted to make this happen. There were no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because my why was strong enough, which is time. I'm not willing to give up more of my time and not be appreciated and not have that sense of, of purpose to keep doing the same thing. Because like I said in the beginning, and I loved working with those kids. The impact I was making was huge. But if, if, if it was taking away time from my life, then I, I couldn't continue to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so you went... Yeah. All nah, that's it. You, you went, have to. You hit it hard. Yeah. yeah. Pedal to the metal. What did that look like for you? I mean, because you because you were looking for high performance individuals. Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you take that that niche and kind of hit your targets and find and market to your your people? You know, and I'm still learning about that every day. <laughs> I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> because um, I've been using uh, Instagram as a platform right now. But funny enough, as the Super Bowl just passed, I went to the gym the other day and, and someone came up to me and I was like, hey, did you watch Super Bowl? He's like, no, I don't really watch the Super Bowl. And he's like, I don't waste my time watching TV. And I was like, whoa. And the clients that I love working with, they found me through physical therapists. They found me through mutual connections. And I saw that I'm still going to post on social media. I'm still going to add value because I still want to do that. But I saw that the people that I want that are in my niche aren't going to be on social media. They don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. They have time to spend time with their families, spend time at work, 
And then if they want to do anything else outside of that, any extracurricular activities, which could be fitness related, they want to make sure they maximize that time. So they respect their time as much as I respect my time and we respect each other's time. So I found that where I find them is just through other connections, through other people, honestly. And it's been a lot better because they just know what they want. They're not going to jump on the phone and BS you. They're going to give you what they have, what are their challenges and how they can move forward. So how do I find them? I'm still trying to figure that out, Anne. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously need to like maybe hang out at the gym and watch those people that come and out, come and go like super like efficient. Yeah. Or, you know, because you're you're based in Florida, Correct. correct? That's where you're living. Which I mean, like there's lots of athletes there. So that's probably not a difficult kind of market to tap into, but maybe like your other business, like you said, like your other business professionals yeah. and, and people that are, you know, very highly motivated with their, their careers. But as you know, in the athletic side, how many athletes do X diet, lose the weight, look great. And then yeah. quote unquote performance gets better, but it really doesn't. It actually gets worse. Like funny enough, the game changers, when that movie came out on Netflix, holy smokes, how many athletes asked me about going plant-based? And I'm like, thank God you want to eat some more vegetables, but yeah, <laughs> let's not jump into becoming plant-based, right? Like hold your horses. Yeah. <laughs> let's actually look at the facts. Let's not just cherry pick what the movie says, right? Like, oh, great. Yeah. It's going to help recovery and performance. And then with guys are going to make you have bigger boners. Apologize for saying that, but I was like, this isn't what this is about guys, right? Like we're trying to perform better on the yeah. field and you know, if you have a couple more pieces of broccoli, I promise you're going to feel better. And I'm glad that this mo- movie motivated you to do that. But don't just try to jump on the plant base because of some guy. Right. That, you know, yeah. Did a yeah. movie. Did so that's the main challenge we have, right? <laughs> like all these other Dr. Oz's of the world, the LeBron James did keto and lost a ton of weight and then got injured. So. Mm. Same thing, like Cam Newton, he did. Uh, he was a vegan for a while, then he got injured. It's like, how many other... So people do listen to influencers on these social media platforms, and hence, that's why I want to continue to promote the value of it, but it's not where my ideal client's hanging. So really just continually mm-hmm. providing value because you never know who's watching, you never know who's listening, you never know who needs that message when you say it. That's true. And I mean, you're the target audience that you have is very unique and you're right. They're not watching social media. They're not probably watching documentaries. On Netflix. <laughs> they're not doing those kind of things. So yeah. that that's a tough one. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I love, I love where you're going with it though, because don't you even feel like the high performance people, they might even just be an average dietitian too. Like yep. people that just grind it out and push themselves all day, every day you'd be surprised like where those people are. Absolutely. Look at you. You just had to take a work call. You're doing a podcast. You have a lot of things going on, man. So we're all high performers. So going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think that that population, is that a hard population to work with? Like, I don't feel like they're the, your warmest and fuzziest people because that, you know, they are so, <laughs> they are so driven and they're so like, I got shit to do, so let's do it. So, I mean, is that a difficult population to work with? So, they seem like that at first, but then just like any other client we work with, and we just have to build that rapport. And once you find something that's a common ground for you both, it becomes such a great experience for both of you. At first, it's very much like, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And 
the way I work is I'm like, all right, we're going to set one or two goals this week. We're not going to do anything too crazy. And they're like, no, no, no. I want to know everything. I want to know how many ounces of water I need to drink. I need to know what my meals need to look like. I'm like, I get it. You're a high performer. You're, you're oh. going to crush it. Yeah. Um, but I want to make this sustainable so you don't have to hire another dietitian. So you don't have to look for someone else. So when someone asks you or another documentary comes out and you have your buddy at the gym asking you about it, you can give them the reasons why you're not going to listen to that. And that's why I tell them one to two goals a week. This is how we're going to move. But we talk about their families. We talk about their lives. We talk about their practice. We talk about their schedules. And that's how we break up that just go, go, go mentality, because that's not the way it should be, especially with food. And I'm sure you know this, right? Like food should be fun. It shouldn't be a stress. And then how can we make food fun? But then also, how can we help it? So help you perform. So really try to tie those two together. So at first, yes, they're very much tell me what I need to do. I'll talk to you later. But then they understand that there's more to it than just that. So tell me about your program that you offer your clients. Yes. So I do education on carbohydrates, proteins, fats, hydration, all the fun topics. Right. And then finally supplements, because that's the last thing I always tell them, like, what supplement should I buy? And I'm like, that's literally the last thing we're going to talk about, because mm-hmm. there, if you can't eat well, your, your supplement is not going to do anything. You can't out supplement a bad diet. That's the number one thing. They're like, what about protein shakes? I'm like, look, we'll get there, buddy. Just relax. All right. <laughs> what about pre-workout yeah. and protein shakes and vitamin C, high doses of vitamin C? And Yeah. My favorite is uh, oh, I had no. a, a player who had never taken pre-workout and a strength coach told him, hey, you should take two scoops of it. And this was in baseball, oh. and he had never taken it and had beta alanine, which gives you the tinglys. This kid was like, yes. I'm having an allergic reaction, Tony. What is wrong with me? And I'm like, no, it's a beta oh, alanine. You're going to probably feel like this way for the next hour, hour and a half. He's like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Why would we have this? Who likes this? I'm like, a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yes. Addicted. It's addictive. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we can't out someone a bad diet. So we just go, we have calls uh, every other week and we just discuss these topics and how it applies to them. So we talk about premium and regular carbs, premium and regular proteins. And the analogy I like to give is the car analogy. So I don't know if you've heard of this, but I'm sure you have, Ann. If I don't drive this kind of car, but if we have that high end, like BMW, Mercedes Benz, what kind of gas you put in that? You put the high end, baby, the premium. That's yeah. right. Premium. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Toyota Corollas. I drive a Toyota Corolla. So what do you put in a Toyota Corolla, right? That nope, unleaded, just basic. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Regular. So I tell all my clients I work with, you are the top end car. So I want you to be fueled with premium fuel. And we're going to discuss what that looks like for each one of these macronutrients and how we're going to include it every week into your diet, slowly but surely. Now, there are times for the regular fuel, and you should include them as well. And we talk about that. We discuss and we have that analogy of the car so that every time we get on the call, it's not, is it healthy or unhealthy? Mm. Is it good? Is it bad? It's how is it going to affect your performance? Is it going to be regular fuel or premium fuel? Because if you put regular fuel in a top-end car, it's just not going to run as well. Sure. But if you put high-end fuel in the Corolla, it's going to run better. And I confirmed that with a mechanic. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yes. You're like, there is science. There's science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a mechanic. I was like, look, I keep telling my clients this. Is this true? He's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, thank you, Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. No, I love that analogy because you're right. Like the good and the bad, like that mindset needs to be tossed. Yes. Putting it in the, in the form of premium and, you know, your basics. And mm-hmm. that's definitely more relatable of 
you need to think of yourself as a premium car, like as the the highest person of a person. Exactly. And then obviously I talked about hydrate or dehydrate, Anne. How could I forget that, yeah, right? There, so <laughs> you have got to share the passion for hydration because I think of you all the time. I'm actually drinking water. I was like, I can't do this podcast <laughs> because you'll be so mad at me. <laughs> share, share your passion about that because I love, I love your mantra. Oh, so... I went to a wedding last year and we went to brunch and we're sitting down and some people are hung over. I'm like, guys, you didn't hydrate enough, obviously. So the, the waitress comes up and she's like, man, you guys look like you had a fun night last night. I'm like, yeah, we did. And she's like, obviously hydrate or dehydrate. And I was like, do you know me? Boom. How? Wait, what? <laughs> like, are we friends instantly? Did we just become best friends? Where did, huh? So I was confused. And literally from that moment on, it just stuck everywhere I went. And my passion for it is that it's just such a low-hanging fruit. Like we don't drink enough water that it's just such an easy fix. Typically with my clients, that's the first goal I focus on, just increasing their water. And mm-hmm. obviously it can help with less headaches. I had one client that the first thing he told me is like, listen, Tony, I don't go to the bathroom to, to go to the bathroom more than like twice a week if I'm lucky. I'm like, oh, you're always constipated. Ooh. All right, let's talk about water. So I just told him increase his water. He was one of those guys like, just tell me how much I need to have. And I told him and he did it. The next call, we saw each other on a video call. He had the biggest smile on his face. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? He's like, I've been going to the bathroom every single day. And I'm like, hydrate or dehydrate. One simple change. Yeah. And it can happen to anyone. And that's what I love about it. It's so simple. It's so catchy. And it's just easily applicable to anyone to do. You don't need to have any degree to drink more water, right? Like it's, it's easy. You can get it anywhere. And it just really is just a simple thing for me. Cause I noticed that no matter what we do, because we're all so active, regardless if we work at a grocery store or we're a lawyer, we're moving, we have things to do. We have to go to a court or if you're an investment banker, you have things going on, you have to manage people. And we always tend to forget water. We never forget food but we tend no. to forget water. And it's like, well, if it's so simple and it helps us digest the food, helps us mentally, helps our performance and being dehydrated just two to 3%, which is like what gets us from being thirsty, our performance goes down by 10%. And what I explain to my clients is like, if you're going to be doing something and you could get 10% more out of it, wouldn't you want to do it? And they're like, absolutely. And I'm like, well then hydrate or dehydrate. That's like, I've never have heard those statistics before. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Spread the hydration word, you know. Ann. I will. I will. That just makes, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, when you kind of tell me like what a day looks like for you with your business, I'm sure it changes, but what is, what, what is your kind of hours that you keep since we were talking about time mm-hmm. and being mindful of that? How do you kind of set up your schedule? Yeah. So every morning I wake up, I go to the gym for an hour. Um, I've just recently done CrossFit and I was one of those people like, oh Lord, another CrossFitter is going to come talk. I'm going to smack them in the face. Um, So I tell people it has not bitten me. The bug has not bitten me. I've been doing it, but I do not tell people you should do it or talk about it. I just say I do it and that's all. I move on from it. All right. So we're not going to have a whole conversation about CrossFit in. Good. <laughs> I didn't want to. Because <laughs> those are always the people I hate. I'm like, please just shush. I get it. You do CrossFit. Stop. You're awesome. Good for you. 
Um, so then I come home, I eat breakfast, and the first thing I do work related is meditate. If I don't meditate, my day goes is just not as great. I know that I get in like the right mind space. Then I typically have calls between nine and eleven. Then from about twelve to three is lunch plus administrative work. So that means answering emails, posting on social media, sending out DMs. Um, then after that, between four till about mm, seven is calls with clients and there's breaks in between there. So maybe I'll have like a six to seven break where I have dinner with my wife. And then after about seven o'clock, um, I'm either doing an IG live with someone or I don't have anything planned for us tonight so I can spend time with my wife. Um, because that to me is gonna, the most important thing. Like right now I'm currently with my mom. So just spending time with her. And enjoying time with her because, again, time is limited. So making sure that when I do schedule calls, I make sure it's around other things I have going on. You got to do it. sounds like you have your schedule down really well. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at it right now. That's why. My wife made me print out a schedule so she knows when we have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's helpful, yeah. though, because when you do that as an entrepreneur, you do kind of have to be like, okay, other humans in my <laughs> life, this is kind of what's going on. I'll see you around this time yep. and love you. Yep, bye. Exactly. And it's crazy <laughs> because I used to think, oh, planning for dinners isn't like good, but I'm like, it made it so much easier because she doesn't feel pressure that she has to come home. I don't feel pressure that I have to end with a client at a certain time. If I already had it scheduled for that time or schedule someone in mm-hmm. and I say, no, I can't because that time's already blocked off. Yeah, that's you. And you have to do that. Yes. You have to set those boundaries for yourself and for your family and for your business. And absolutely. Absolutely. So what is um, what's the future look like for Tony? Ooh, continuing to hydrate. <laughs> that's good. And, plant, and doing CrossFit for the yeah. time being, right? <laughs> hey, we said we want to talk about that, Anne. <laughs> Just sneak it in. Just sneak it in. <laughs> Uh, so right now, Nate, he's going to be going full time in April with the private practice as well. Um, we're currently looking for a social media intern. We're currently also hiring a VA virtual assistant to do more of the admin stuff because we want to continue to grow. That is our goal. We want to continue to provide value. So we're looking, um, in the, the next year, probably hiring on another dietitian, um, to kind of help us with our practice to continue grow it and really just want to, continuing adding to the dietetics field because I don't know about your experience. And so I would love to hear about your experience as you were coming up. But when I was coming up, it was all about getting grades for that internship. And it just seemed like no one wanted to help each other. And that's why Nate and I actually collaborated together to make nutrition for performance because we were just tired of, of seeing people not wanting to collaborate. Everyone was just like out for it for themselves. And that happens in private practice because everyone's like, Oh, I need clients. I need clients. But there's going to be people that I meet that are not going to work well with me. And it might just be because they don't mesh with me. So I would send them to someone else or maybe it's just not my specialty. So for example, if someone came to me and, Oh, let's just say has celiac. Yes, I can manage it. But if there's someone out there that's better at celiac, why not send them to them? Right? Like we need to stop saying that it's all us. It's like, how can we help others? And I've always wanted to help our field grow in that sense because why not help others out? Why is it all about us? We're not the expert in everything. Bring the expert in nutrition, but I'm not great when it comes to peds. So I'd rather refer them to someone who is because that's their passion, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to do. We want to continue mentoring and growing our profession because it should be more of a collaborative approach because we can learn so much from each other 
than trying to keep it to ourselves. And I saw that same thing in the athletic realm. Everyone wants to keep their nutrition tips to themselves. It's like, dude, you aren't recreating like anything. This is all the same things I've heard. Like you're not figuring this out. You aren't that person. I apologize to bring this realness to you. But if we were able to collaborate together, maybe share what you do and what I do and how we can make it better. I promise you, not only will the world be a better place, but your clients will gain more value and they would appreciate you more because you're helping them because you're referring them to someone that can actually help them in that instead of you trying to figure it out on your own. That's so true. Don't, don't try to be the expert in everything. Yep. That's, that's a good message for our field for yeah. sure. And I love that you are wanting to help the dietetics profession, even considering, you know, creating a job opportunity for a future dietitian. That's amazing as well. Absolutely. We have to, Anne. <laughs> you have to because you got to grow. Right. You got to grow your own business. We also have to grow the field in a positive exactly. way. Exactly. Because there's so many influencers out there, about- right? So might as well grow our people that want to learn. There is. And collaborate. Like you said, I feel like there is some dis- dischanted um, dietitians out there that aren't doing their mm-hmm. best at collaborating. But I love that you want to embrace yeah. that and, and make sure that still happens. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to kind of see where the future goes for you. And I seriously, anyone listening, if you do not follow Tony, I will put his contact information and his Instagram handle (laughs) in the show notes. And you need to follow. If you need energy or just something to boost you during the day, he is your guy. And I think that's a very special quality that you have. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate that. And when you go to my Instagram, make sure to check out my Captain Hydrate series or my Yesica series. Those are the two big hits (laughs) that uh, I've found. Oh, my gosh. I can't even speak to those because they're so good. (laughs) So good. I mean, and also I love your uh, dancing. Oh yeah, dancing dietitians. Oh yeah, dancing dietitians. That's another. I mean, you are just you're just rocking it. So, and your business sounds amazing too. And I I definitely will put that link for you and Nate as well in the show notes. Thank you, Ann. I appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> oh well, I have to ask the hard questions Uh-oh. now, which are. <laughs> tough one and that you shared you opened your heart up to me um, <laughs> share with me some foods that you enjoy Ooh, i'm a huge fan of pizza a huge fan of donuts but if it came to like my last day and i had something to eat it'd be some of my dominican grandma's cooking um she makes some like stewed mm-hmm. chicken some rice and beans and i would have to beg her to make me some vegetables because it is just not part of the culture there so, yes, I would still ask no her for some veggies. Yeah. <laughs> would she look at you like, excuse oh, yeah. me? Like, what? I, when I go visit, she's like, here, I got you your rabbit food. And I'm like, thanks, Grandma. This is my business, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing that vegetables just aren't part of the culture in the at DR. All. That's crazy. At all. Because you would think that there's lots of, is there, is there, Plenty of them growing, yeah, but they just don't use and them. being shipped off to their yep, countries. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. crazy. Um, now I know that this next question is beverages that you enjoy. <laughs> I know you enjoy water, <laughs> but is there any other beverages that you enjoy? hydrate or dehydrate? And all right, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's all Tony that's drinks it. is water. Um, I love <laughs> coffee in the morning, um, especially before a workout. Um, and then when I come home and have breakfast with my wife, um, 
right now I'm, I have a kick with sparkling water. So like Topo Chico, I've been drinking a lot of the LaCroix. Mm. Um, even mm. though some people say it tastes like someone dropped a raspberry in a bucket 40 miles away is what these flavors taste like. But, you know, they taste good I to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love them too. That's funny. It's like if someone (laughs) took the skin of a raspberry and dropped it in a bucket and then gave you the water and it's like, yep, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, And then if it's alcoholic libations, I'm a big bourbon fan. Nice. I like bourbon too. I'll have to send you some. Ooh, do you have favorites? Yes. (laughs) Four Roses is my favorite. Bro, I've never heard of that. Huh? I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> By the way, what's your wife's name? You keep talking about this lovely lady, and we don't know Alyssa. her name. Yes. I know it's like easy to say yeah. your wife. Like well, I don't want to say Alyssa. Everyone be like, "Who is this Alyssa?" You keep alluding to. Alyssa. Huh? <laughs> uh, do you have a scent or smells that you enjoy? <sighs> The scent of freshly cut grass, I enjoy. Um, and then this one may sound a little crazy, but the scent of accomplishment. And there is no smell that's attached to it. But when I work with someone and they, they have that accomplishment, especially after years and years of struggling with dieting and them noticing that they're doing better, it's just amazing. Like it's just something in the air. Like I can't smell it. But I, when I see it and they take like a deeper breath, it like resonates with me. That's, that's good. That is the best one I've heard to date. That is <laughs> oh, you know, like you. you take like, a deep breath and you're like, oh, like they got it. Kind of like an aha. Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That's awesome. Good answer. Good answer, sir. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you enjoy like listening to as far as music or podcast or what do you like oh, to listen to? when it comes to music i like listening to everything you can throw anything on and i'm ready to dance no matter what it is we'll figure it out <laughs> I like that. good good put it on put it um on. what brings you joy in life tony talking with people like you and to be 100 honest i i love talking with you and then being able to listen to you and hear your story. And I thank you for sharing your story because this is what people need to hear. It's not all glam and glitz. It's struggle. And we learn from that. And, you know, when I heard your story, the December one that you spoke about, it really, really resonated with me because um, I lost my sister um, five years ago and my mom's going through a medical issue right now. So it really just hit me. So Thank you, Anne, for what you do and 100% honesty. I am so sorry to hear that about your sister, but you know that we can relate because we've been through that in our own personal experiences. And thank you for sharing that with me because that's not an easy thing to do, right? It's always hard to show that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. Well, I think you are a fantastic human and I think you are doing such great things in the dietetic world. So thank you for all you do. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tony, felt all the amazing energy he has. And I honestly am thinking about hydration all the time because of him. I love his mantra, hydrate or dehydrate. It's genius. It's absolutely genius. 
head on over to the show notes to connect with Tony, learn more about his business and make sure to follow him on Instagram, which I also linked in the show notes. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.